Say that podcast your questions get real answers. My name is Matt King. I'm your host. I'm joined by actually no one at the moment. Sorry guys, but I have been out of town this weekend, and Lee is actually overseas speaking at a Young Life conference in Madrid, Spain, for the next week or so. So we weren't didn't have time to throw together a full episode for you, but we know you need your weekly said that fix. What we're gonna do? That's right, baby. It's a say that takeover. We've taken over. Pirates say that. R R. Walk the plank, ye matey. It's something just like that. It's just like that. It's something with keel hauling. Matt Matt tried to take the podcast away from us. That's right. We took the power back. We took it back. We are doing a pirate broadcast and you know what finally jed we're gonna do this how we want to. that's right we're free free from matt's tyranny at long last and we're gonna say things however we want and you know what it's gonna be scandalous it's gonna watch it crossfire it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be like just people are gonna be like their headphones gonna be exploding blow their hair back it's a whole thing that's right because there's a lot of things we've been dying to say. Exactly right. And at long last, they're coming out. Right. So, for example, what would that be? Um, uh, um, you know, those, you know them, them controversial, um, really controversial, like pe- grab people. and. Okay, you know, I'm ready. I got okay, one. Go I got it. one. Not, not all praise and worship music is very good. Did, did that... Was that controversial enough? You know, I, I see where you where you were going. Let me try it again. Okay, I, I got another yeah, one. Yeah. C.S. Lewis is a very good author, but his works are not all equally good. Yeah, no that that's kind of just schmucky. Okay, you know, it's not really kind of you know like a an edgy. I'm I'm not sure I know the difference. I uh, I thought it was just being schmucky but loud. No, no, no. That's uh, that that's a different thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, then, then I have nothing. Uh, right now, I have nothing. Well, uh, I had, I thought I had something because it's like every time we try and say something, be like edgy, right? You know, like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna shock the people with the truth, right? And then Jed, what happens is Matt shuts us down, right? And doesn't let us do it. You know, he's like giving us signals to, he's waving us off. But now we're free. Now we're free, and I can't think of. Uh, well, that, can't really think of anything. That is a bit of a letdown. Yeah, probably people are pretty depressed right now. I, I'm depressed. Me too. Well, guys, being that I've been sitting here the whole time, should I uh, go ahead with the uh, with the pre-recorded intro for the best of episode? Uh, oh, it's a best of episode. Indeed, it is. Yeah, I think you. I think you. Well, it's have. a of episode. The best will really be for the for people to decide. I think. Wait, wait a second. Somebody decided we're the best. We're the best nope. that's pretty standard pretty standard nomenclature for uh try not to say rerun well, that, that's what i'm hearing though is somebody got together and decided we're the best we have made it we're the best of podcasting that's what i'm hearing we have arrived yeah it's you know what it's about time it's yes. about time 
people got a vision, uh-huh. saw the kind of brilliance we're throwing down yes. here, and said, that's the best. The best there is. Dude, because here's the thing. I didn't decide we're the best. Hey, I, we, we're not putting that out there. That's been put on us. I like to keep it humble. Exactly okay? right, man. So, All the I time. Mean, you, know, we, you know, sometimes people come up to me at, on the streets and say, you're the best. I'd be like, well, that's for you to decide. And you have decided it. So, yes. So it is true now. Absolutely. So, yes, that is true. Did they, Matt, did, did the board of podcast governors or whatever they are i mean do they have like details about kind of what makes us the best because it's not like i'm curious but i'm super curious and is there a, a, a some sort of award ceremony yeah like a gala okay i'm gonna this is almost certainly gonna be in vain but i'm gonna try this to explain this best i can is there a cash prize <laughs> I'm going to, again, try to explain this the best I can. My explanations normally don't go well on the show, but we'll, we'll give the old college a try here. I am saying that because we didn't have time to record something new, we didn't right. have time to take in new questions. Right. What I'm going to do is go back into the archives of our show and pull out some, questions, some answers to old questions that maybe people haven't heard or they forgot about that I feel represent us doing a pretty good job. We might even base them all around a topic. I think we're going to go with depression this week. But that's that's what I mean by best of. So there's things we've recorded. Right. We're picking the good part of that and making that a best of show. Let me put it to you this way. Okay. Okay. Step by Step right. was a sitcom in the 90s. They would have best of clip shows. But that doesn't mean that's the best show ever. Here's my question. I'm off confused. Of, I don't of, think I track for that at all. Well, I I, I had a feeling things I'm going to go that way. I'm just going to go ahead and, and ignore things that I well, don't that's understand. That's pretty standard. Here's what here here's what happens is you got the award ceremony, right? Which is almost certainly going to happen. Black tie, right? Obviously, you, know, you got to get you got dressed up for it, you know. Uh, and I picture uh, you guys in the Dumb and Dumber tuxedos, and they and they do a. You know, because you have to get go up to get the trophy. Sure, and thank thing. people, and you got to thank people. What What's your acceptance speech on the best podcast in the universe? I just want to thank everybody who made this possible. Right, uh, the whole team, uh-huh. me. Right. Um, you want to thank you for being who I, you are. I want to thank me for, for being for being my old jettitude, being my rock, always being there for me. Right. You know, always and, and through the tough times too. Right. You know, right. all the people that said, you know, you never make it. Right, you know, you right. you never be here. You never be the best podcast ever. Right. Hey, here I am. Right. Now. Yeah, you said I'd never make it, but I'm in a basement recording a show for free. <laughs> so you would say, here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> that is word for word what my acceptance speech would be. <laughs> yes. This is the second elaborate rock you like a hurricane bit we've ever done. I'd like to point that out. Well, I, I, I don't think it's getting old and tired yet. Huh? <laughs> I think almost no one listening to this knows that song, but uh, here's what I'm Tell saying. Tell me your acceptance speech, Glenn. Well, uh, I like to keep it humble. That's sure, my sure. Man's That's your whole thing. Uh, so I would, I would get up there and say... Yes, you are correct. Best podcast ever. Um, And I would tell them about how, uh, you know, I am the the inspiration for how it all goes down. You You are the wind beneath your own wings? That's basically how it works. That's nice. That's nice. And that I'm keeping it mad real. Sure. Totally mad real. 
uh, and uh, I get props, uh, you know, and uh, mad props. Sure. And Do you think they give the podcast award out at the Source Awards by any chance? <laughs> and I just want to say what up to my peeps. Okay? Right. That's what I would say. Sure. And by that, you mean you've you've reserved many seats and put little yellow mar- chicken marshmallows in yes. each of them? What I would say Same is what's up to my peeps. I am too legit to quit. It's hammer time. That's what I would say. Yeah. I would, of course, be wearing hammer pants with the tux. Sure, well, you got to be. I mean, sure. it'd be just and, gauche otherwise. You know, and and then, please, Unka, don't hurt him. Yeah, that's what would happen. <laughs> that was a deep cut, man. That's well done. Yeah, but I, I think the main thing is, uh, are we going to let the success go to our head? Sure. Well, we haven't had terror- success yet, and it's already going to your head. So probably. You know what happens when people get successful? It just, it, it tears them apart. It totally does. In fighting. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I can already feel like Matt's just—it's like he's you know just unhappy, right? And just, just staring hate bullets at what, us. What you're saying is essentially Matt is the Yoko Ono of this podcast. Matt's tearing this podcast apart, man. Yeah, just get a little bit of success, and that's what happened. Yeah, it's... because here's what's happened: we're successful now. My attitude is basically, you know what? Yes. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. That's my answer. Sure, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I was pretty successful in my own mind sure. already. Sure. I'm like uh, I'm I'm like walking around a massive success. Then when it happens, it's like, hello. Sure, totally. So it can't go to my head. Is it was already there. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're more just congratulating everyone else that's right. on catching up to recognizing yes, your greatness. Exactly. That's which is exactly. very humble. You're not making that about you that's, at all. That's exactly right. Well, look, guys, I'd, I'd love to, to stay and, and talk further about all this. But right. since, you know, in the last few minutes, since we've been declared the best podcast. Nice. Um, you know, uh, I've gotten a lot of calls of okay. people wanting to do lunch. Jed, um, did you have a ponytail when this broadcast started? <laughs> I, I didn't, but I do now. But uh, That happened you, quickly. Yeah, because I got to go get fitted for the leather pants. Wow. and um, That is you know, an elaborate process. <laughs> I think I think if you put like a baby powder in there, it's easier to get them on. You know? I think you want to go with a talcum. Yeah, a talcum. Exactly right. So you know, um, you know, uh, and and I I got some things. I may be looking at a solo podcast. You know, because wow, uh, wow. you know, I mean, it's just a whole thing. Look, I feel like what the Jed. Well, you guys are the destiny's child to wow. my Beyonce Jed. <laughs> wow. And um, you know, I just you know, I'm 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 Queen B Jed. Uh, that's just that's just the way it is, and um, I think Jed finally found a controversial <laughs> statement. <laughs> given what I've seen on Tumblr, comparing yourself to Beyonce does not normally go well for people. I I really have nothing to add. He's, he is right wearing now. a leotard and a single metal glove, so he's got that part down. <laughs> I think uh, here's the main thing, guys: is um, I'm doing this under protest. Sure. Uh, because I refuse to do this podcast when Lee's not here, as you all know. Sure. And also, I'm not wearing headphones, and I refuse to do this podcast without headphones. You're saying this is off the record. So uh, I'm just saying um, I'm doing it under protest, and um, that uh, 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 word to your moms. Did you come to drop bombs? I, I did. I did. Did somebody get you a best of 1991 <laughs> compilation CD recently? 
<laughs> that's all my all my hip hop references cut off at about ninety one, ninety two. A hip hop, a hippity bee. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I think on that note, we should get to the finely aged wisdom. <laughs> Let me just say this very quickly. Sure. Because we're going back in history. Yes. To when we recorded these these podcasts, sure. and you know what's people are dying to know. They're like, what's but they're the, not. What's the history? What's the background of this podcast? See, uh, uh, when when Matt first came to me and said, "Let's do this podcast," I thought what it was is we all got into a pod right. of some kind, sure, and then it, you, then there was some sort of a slingshot device, right. That would cast us. You would cast us, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm interested in that, but sounds dangerous. You know, you know, yeah. I mean, let's look at it, but you know, kind of a try anything once situation. Yeah, but apparently, you 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 talk into a mic, and then he puts it into a machine, beamed in the future. That's how it works. That's how it works. So we know that now. We know now. That's what podcasting. But you are still building the pod. Out in the backyard. Just that's in case. that's the thing is once you get that mental image going, sure. it's like it's hard to let go of that. I re- really would like for all of us to live in the pod that I'm building in the backyard. So let's just let's just table that for now. But let's d- do some thinking and praying on it. Well, on that note, I'm prepared to declare pirate broadcast off. Pirate broadcast off. All right, we hope you guys enjoy the show. We'll be back next week with a, uh, answering some new questions from We Love You, God Loves You. There's nothing you can do about it. I don't have a tagline for the end of this. All right, we're going to jump into our first question here, which came in and came in anonymously to our Tumblr inbox. It says, Lately, I've been really depressed and have kind of pushed all my friends away and become very isolated. I know that it's not good to be completely alone, but now I feel trapped by the walls I've put up. I've been praying and asking God to help me reach out to one of my friends for help. How do I let people back in my life again or ask for the help and support that I need? Glenn, can you kick us off? Absolutely. I think here's the thing about depression is uh, it it has sort of this uh, feeling like once you get into it, it's just it's really hard to see your way out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those things where you, uh, you sort of feel trapped by that in some yeah. sort of way, you know, where you... Uh, and and you mentioned that here, you know, I feel like I've pulled, put the walls up and I feel trapped. And it's, uh, that's a great description of it. The thing is, if you're going to share with that, uh, uh, share that uh, struggle with others and try and get help on that, the the key thing is that it, it, with that is that you need to be ready to move. You need to be ready to have forward progress. Uh, sometimes we get in that depression and there's sort of a phase where we're wallowing. And we're yeah. maybe this uh, in the midst of wallowing, yeah. uh, and then, maybe I don't want to get out of these sweatpants. Yet. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, you, we we have to be through the sweatpants stage and say, okay, I'm I'm disgusting myself now. It's time to onward and upward. I, I think it, it's important to be in that place because otherwise you end up asking for help. And the other person tries to say something to help you, and you just keep moving the goalposts to keep that from being effective, and you just frustrate that other person, and that's, that's no good. I think you, you want uh, to uh, share this stuff with someone that you feel like that you can trust, someone 
that maybe has built some trust up with you, uh, somebody that uh, you, you know that you feel like uh, is, is certainly is not going to judge you in that, and will recognize that depression is not one of those things you sort of snap your fingers and it's over with. That it's a journey. Uh, that it, that it's a it, it's sort of peeling away layers. It's a it's a long. Uh, uh, kind of slog there, uh, and that's about uh, insight. And I think that's the other key thing that I would look for is you're you're looking for someone to help you gain insight as on your situation, as opposed to sort of a rah rah, or sort of that Christianizing. But just be happy. Just look at the sunny side. Be positive. That's you know, it's just going to be just pray. You just pray, and then you just feel joy, and you just feel joy in everything, and it'd be great. And listen to a praise song, and you just be joyous all day. Yeah, that this this is not what you're looking for. It's not what you need. Uh, what do you Christian need is radio a, is not the answer to depression as much as the cause. Quite often, wow. Uh, that's Matt King. For those of you who want to send in Hi. the hate mail, uh, address that to Matt King. Positive, <laughs> encouraging Matt King. <laughs> I love Christian radio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't actually listen to it, but you know, uh, here's you, th- you love that it's out there. Uh, it's great that people something. But here's what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, you don't you don't want the rah 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 sort of a pain a smiley face on it. You're looking for someone who can help you get insight that likes to do that digging deep. So uh, I, I think that's what you're the kind of person you're looking for there. That's a great point, Jed. Well, look, I think one of the things I've struggled with a lot of depression in my life, and and actually I think pretty much all of us on this podcast have at some point or another. And the the first thing is is we're just really sorry you're going through what you're going through. Um, Amen. you know, yeah, it, that's right, dude. There there are few things that are as bad as just being in a period of depression. I mean, it's just you know it, it sucks. There's no way around that, and and we're we're sorry. We really really are. Um. One of the things, it's true in life generally, but I think it may be the most true when you're depressed, is there's a huge gap between the thing that would help and the thing you feel like doing. And we need to be clear about that. In in life, I have, there are certain things that I always, always, always feel better when I do them. Um, you know, going for a run. I always feel better at the end of that. I almost never feel like going for a run. Understand. I'm 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 always glad I did. I have never once in my life, in all years, I've never finished a run and said, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that. That's that's never happened, you know. But I almost never be like, I could really go for some physical exertion right now. Um, But by contrast, there's plenty of things that are either destructive or at best don't help and at worst make things worse and i feel like those a lot particularly mm-hmm. when i'm depressed i mean those things call out to me you know um particularly when i was a single guy and i, I was struggle with with lust doing something lustful when i was depressed that seemed like a great idea like that would that would really do the trick even though uh, i bet you know how the story ends you do whatever that lustful thing is and then you feel worse at at the end of it so i think one of the things that we need to be clear on is that we need god's strength yes but we need god's strength perhaps more than anything else to do the things that we know will help You know, one of the things that Christians uh, forget sometimes is which parts are hard. And the thing that you know will help that you don't want to do, that's where you need strength. That's that's where you need God's strength. So if you've got a buddy where whenever you talk to him, you feel better, you feel lifted up, you feel, you know, encouraged, even if it doesn't have to be 100 percent, it's just, you know, it, it helped. You don't feel like calling that buddy. That's that's okay. That's the nature of depression is you don't feel like doing anything. 
we need that strength in that moment to pick up that phone and call that buddy. You right. know, we, we don't need God's strength to kind of just persist on in, mm. you know, a depressed state. We can do that on our own. We need that strength to make that call. So mm. the thing I'd encourage you to do is start thinking through the things. What I'll bet is, I could be wrong, but I bet you've been depressed before. I bet right. this isn't the first time you've been depressed. And I want you to think about the things that helped you get out of it before. The things that act, not the things you felt like doing, but the things that actually helped. Start cataloging those right. and then start asking God for the strength to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you won't feel like them. That's okay. No, no one ever does. That's, that's the trick. But get that strength to go do those things. Amen. Great point. Lee? Okay, so uh, one of the things that we've talked about with depression before is that, um, you know, if you need to see a professional to talk about if there are, if there are things that you need, a lot of times w- what happens with depression is a totally chemical thing, or it's a, a huge part of it is a chemical thing. You may need some kind of medical intervention or something like that. You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself on that. Uh, you know, find out what the score is on what kind of medical intervention you need, what kind of counseling intervention you need, or something like that. So that's, <clears throat> that's thing one. And then I would say make sure that you're, um, and, and this kind of goes along, it's a piggy back on what Jeb was just talking about, but um, a lot of times when you're trying to break out of something huge and into something new, what, the, what you need is you need a lot of what I will call first steps. You need a lot of little, a lot of little decisions that you just have to do. And, and we're talking even smaller things than just going for the run. So we're talking about like taking care of yourself, making sure Showering. that you get out of bed in the morning and um and you get in the shower and then after the shower is over you get dressed and you tie your shoes yeah. Now, yeah. i know that sounds like a little thing it's not a little thing when you're depressed simply getting all the way out of the bed getting yourself cleaned up and getting dressed all the way down to your shoes and then saying and then looking at your day looking at your calendar and taking and saying like okay i got to take care of my business now i know this doesn't sound uber spiritual or christian and stuff like that but it's actually way more christian than you think and the reason is because that god you are you are spirit and you are bot and physical you are spiritual and physical you're an amphibian that's what cs lewis said you're you, you live in both worlds and your body affects the way that your spirit feels Amen. And so you've got to take care of yourself. You need to eat foods that are good for you. You need to take care of yourself. If you found that, like like Jed's saying, going for a run or going to the, this class at the gym really, really affects your depression or lack thereof, then do what you've got to do to make sure those things happen. When you've got to move out of something huge and into something new, little a, a, a series of, of what we would call first steps are very, 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 very important. And then this is down the road, okay? But I want you to keep it in mind because as you start to get in a healthier place, this is where you need to aim, which is ask God to show you somebody else that you can take care of. Yeah. Somebody that you can serve, somebody that needs some help that you can provide. Amen. Now, that may be very simple thing. That may be you might have a ministry at your church. Like at our church, there's a there's a couple of ladies that go do jail ministry. Not all the ladies in our church do jail ministry, but a lot of the other women care about the women that are in jail. So, the couple that do jail ministry meet 15 minutes before all the community groups on our Sunday morning and they just give them an update on how all the ladies are doing and then they all enter 
intercede and pray for these women. You could be a part of that group. You could be a part of the group that writes letters to these women. You could be a, you could be uh, you could get yourself involved in a children's ministry. There's a lot of things that you could do. It could be as simple as making a casserole for the church potluck. Some way that you can serve somebody else. That may be on down the road, but start thinking about that because that's a, a huge way that God wants to take you out of yourself and and get you in the game. Jed, one more thing? Yeah, real quick. You, you said, you know, how do I let people back in again? I uh, just want to put this out there. Uh, whatever you're struggling with, everybody else is struggling with, too. Uh, you, yeah, you, the, one of the things about depression, it makes you feel isolated. It, it, it can make you feel like you're the only one. You're not. Just to reflect back to you, whatever that thing is, you know, the, whatever, the depression itself, whatever you're doing to medicate it, whether that's something sexual, it's something, you know, alcohol or substance or whatever, uh, everybody struggles, dude. Um, you know, and if the worst case happens and you say, man, I've been going through a hard time and they act like a weirdo, cross them off the list. Um, you know, but uh, uh, you don't have anything to feel. You know, I'm the only one about we all struggle. We all go through hard times. Um, you know, you're, you're not the only one uh, that that thought in your brain is a lie. And, and the thing, uh, the odds are very high that the person that, that you tell, look, I've been struggling and going through a hard time. They get a little smile on their face and say, I totally understand. I totally feel you. I've been there, brother. It's, it's nothing to be afraid of. And I'll piggyback on that real quick and just say, and you don't have to, uh, you don't have to bear your soul all at once. Yes. It's perfectly acceptable to text someone, call someone up and say, hey, sorry I fell off the face of the world there. Would you like to get a cup of coffee? Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, comment. The one thing we'll, you'll hear us repeat on this podcast refrain is, other people aren't thinking about you nearly as much as you think they are. Yes. Well, most, especially, you know, if you're younger and in a school environment with a lot of friends. If people haven't seen you, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. They are not sitting around all talking about where you are. I don't say that as a negative thing. That actually is a great thing because it means when you reintroduce yourself, most people are going to be way more amenable to that than your your brain might think. I struggle a lot with my thoughts, specifically in the areas of depression and suicide, and I've been told to take every thought captive. How do I actually do that? I've thought this way for years. How do I change? Lee, can you kick us off? Absolutely. We want to start off, and I know I speak for the rest of my brothers on this podcast when we say, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry that you are in that place. And and look, when when we hit record and uh, and we all go back to uh, to the rest of our, our day and, and everything, we're going to remember you. We're going to be praying for you. And, uh, and that's going to keep going. If you, uh, if you want to stay in contact with us, you can find... You can find us on our individual blogs. We all have an ask button that you can just click and and uh, get in touch with us. So that's the first thing. The second thing that um, that I, w- I want to mention is that um, sometimes with Christians, um, they have the idea that everything that happens in your emotional life or in your spiritual life, the place you go first is the Bible. Just more Bible. You know, um, here's the thing: when you, if 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 those same Christians who would tell you to do that, if if they were to break their leg, um, they wouldn't run to the Bible. They would go to <laughs> the hospital. They would go to the emergency room, and they would get that leg set. Um, here's the thing: uh, a lot of what you're talking about is spiritual stuff. A lot of what you're talking about is emotional stuff. A lot of what you're talking about is also physical stuff. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you saying, I need to make an appointment with my general practitioner 
um, with my family doctor or with a, a counselor or a psychologist and somebody that's a professional, somebody that knows the way that brain chemistry works, somebody that knows uh, stuff about how the human body works that I don't know. Um, somebody that can Amen. look at my, uh, can look at certain things in my life and be, and be triggered onto something, you know, something that I don't even know exists, but they know more about it. And to just go get some counsel. I mean, you might find out that there's something going on in your brain chemistry that's an easy tweak with some kind of, you know, with some kind of medicine or something like that. And bam, they, they can take care of you. Um, and, and so I, I'm not saying that, that, that there's not, a that there are not Bible verses that can be comforting for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't get your pr- friends to pray for you. I'm not saying any of those things. Here's what I am saying. There's, there's absolutely no shame or, 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 and nothing wrong with you going to your GP, going to your family doctor, going to a psychologist, going to a counselor, and talking to them about the way that you feel and about the things that you've been experiencing and seeing if there is a, a, a medical solution to what you're going to first. One of my favorite pastors of all time was a guy in London named David Martin Lloyd-Jones, and he was an incredible preacher. He wrote a book about Christians who get depressed. And the cool thing about Martin Lloyd-Jones was that before he was a pastor, he was an MD. And the very first thing he says in his book is, hey, before you seek out any spiritual uh, solutions to your problem, have you considered your diet? Have you considered Mm -hmm. talking to your doctor? Because you are a spiritual being who is walking around in a physical body. And those two things are absolutely and completely linked up. Um, I'm going to pass it back to Matt so we can get it to these other brothers. But that's the first thing I would say is you should know anybody that tells you that there's any shame in your game by going and talking to your GP, don't listen to them at all because you you have brain chemistry, you have a body, you have a diet, you have all kinds of things that may be, uh, that may be, uh, you know, a factor in these things. But we, uh, mainly we love you. We're praying for you. And, and, uh, and we do take this stuff very, very seriously. Absolutely, Jed. I'd agree with every word Lee said, um, and I just want to reinforce that. Uh, there are Christians out there that have some weird problem with psychology, psychiatry, yeah. um, uh, anything in medicine that deals with neurochemistry, and we're not on that. Yes, yeah, so right. those people are wrong. Yeah, those people are wrong. That's the word right. for that. Uh, that that ain't cool. Uh, it's not okay. Um, I I don't care who's who's told you what about it. Um, uh, medicine is a good thing, right. uh, not a bad thing. Um, if someone's trying to convince you otherwise, that ain't Christianity. That's something else, dude. Um, you know, Lee is exactly right. If you're if you're struggling with long term uh, depression, certainly if suicidal ideation is a part of that, um, it's a very good idea to to talk to your GP, um, uh, to talk to a counselor, to to get that in motion because here's the thing is you don't need to keep on suffering that's that's the key thing here and um uh, we all of us on this podcast have struggled with depression at some point in our lives um and some of us quite a little bit and one of the things about depression courses you don't want to take any steps at all um you you just you you just want to sit in your bathrobe on your couch mental sweatpants mental sweatpants that's totally true and and the thing the thing you're gonna hear all of us encouraging you to do is to take a step 
Um, yeah. You know, talk to somebody, uh, get get some help, and, and talk to somebody that actually knows what they're doing. In other words, your buddies are all well and good, and we all need buddies that believe in us and whatnot, but uh, uh, your buddies, un- unless you're in a very weird place in your life, your buddies are not trained, licensed counselors and medical doctors. You know, right. talk to somebody that's that can help you. Part of what, and, and medication may well be a part of that, and that's a good thing, not a bad thing. There is no shame in that. Like Lee's saying, no one would look at you funny in church for taking... Uh, um, you know, antibiotics when you got the flu. Um, don't let them look at you funny uh, for for taking this stuff. Um, that's just that doesn't make any sense at all. But then the other thing that a counselor is going to suggest to you is that you start looking at making some changes in your life. Um, that that you start to develop some new patterns. Some of those are are going to be definitely related to physical things like diet and exercise is a key one. It's a really important one. But some of them too are going to have to do with starting to trade a bit of an inward focus for a bit of an outward focus. Um, is um, when you're in your own head all the time, it, it can start to create problems for you. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's easy to get stuck in, in a loop, and it's easy for that loop to, to get negative. And one of the things that someone's likely to suggest to you, and that I encourage you to look at, is finding some opportunities to serve other people in real physical ways in your life. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to do two things for you. The first is it's going to take the focus off of you. When you're at the – and that's just a relief in and of itself. It's just nice to have a break from just thinking about how bad your situation sucks all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, if you go down to the soup kitchen and you're serving some soup, um, it's it's a nice break uh, from thinking about you. It's it's a nice way to, to be focused on, on other people. Then the second thing is you know a lot of, of you know uh, the stuff you're describing centers around the belief that you suck. Well, if you're going and doing something positive for somebody else, you've got some good ammunition that maybe you don't suck. Um, if, if your life is benefiting somebody else, is making somebody else's situation better, then we've got, uh, we've got some gas in the chamber to fight that fight that, in fact, no, you don't suck. Um, so that, that's the next thing I'd encourage you to do is, again, back up what Lee said. You know, find someone, a counselor and a doctor that can, that can talk with you, and then start looking for opportunities to, to serve other people, to get some, some new uh, um, patterns, some new activities uh, uh, going in your life, and, and, and be gracious with yourself. This, yes. is, this is not an overnight thing. This, yes. this is a long-term thing, and we're here for you. Um, don't be a stranger. Hit us, let us know how you're doing, how we can be praying for you. If you need help finding a doctor— We'll, we'll help you find one. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, don't be a stranger. We believe in you. Uh, keep your head up. Absolutely, Glenn. Yeah, I think uh, agree with what these guys say for sure. Um, you know, I don't, uh, and I think these guys are, are making the same point. I don't know if taking every thought captive is the place to start with yeah, this no. thing. I think as you as you move into good mental health, as you as you have the right ideation the right uh, uh, perspective on things the right uh, direction to be going in then you want to take those thoughts captive and what have you uh, part of what we try and do uh, for those of us who are uh, you know kind of coming last on the question is to look at uh, some other possibilities of what might be in this uh, question that you're asking and maybe consider uh, you know you know maybe read into it a little bit just to see if maybe there's something there one of the things I'm reading in is there's sort of a a whiff of this, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know. I've been told to take every thought captive. How do I do that? Well, that's okay. It uh, it's one of those self-explanatory type of deals. And if I was in a counseling situation, someone said, 
how do I do something that, again, is sort of self-explanatory, that's a sort of a, a an indicator of this is someone who they're, the, the way their depression is, the way they're being kept down in that depression is uh, with a sort of a who's to say it's all a mystery kind of yeah, mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I've been there. Everybody on this podcast has been there. But you can get into that. Uh, th- there, there probably is no answer, man. There probably is no way of knowing and who's to say, y'all. And it's all. And unfortunately, you can get into some Christian circles where there is a certain amount of that mentality of just uh, it's all a mystery. And you know, if we know for sure the thing that we're supposed to be doing, once we decide and and we accept and we embrace, this is what I should do. Then the next thing is. I'm either doing that and on track or I'm not doing it and I've got nobody but myself to blame for at least trying to head in that direction. Uh, But by making it a mystery, then that justifies my lack of activity. That's the number one thing I want to encourage you to get rid of that thought. If it's there, you know, we're, we're making, uh, we're, we're making some wild guesses here. Uh, but I think uh, sort of having a no excuses mentality as you move forward will really help you. There's a mentality of I, I have chosen to get over this. Mm. I don't know exactly all the right things to do on that, I would, but I am going to keep trying my best and my smartest solutions to this and get as much help as these guys are talking about as possible. But but there there are no excuses. There is an answer. There is a way. Uh, I am capable of doing it. Uh, I will stick with this. You know, uh, even if it's I need to get medication. Oftentimes, as your body chemistry changes, your your the the your metabolism will change, and then that will change the way that you need. The, you know, the amount and the type of medication that you may need. So uh, everything needs constant fine tuning adjustment. That means having an assertive mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, 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 you know, a, a mentality of whatever it is, I'm going to go get it. And then I think the same thing is true on the spiritual side. If you're suffering from any kind of a, a deeper depression, whatever, it, uh, if you dig deep and dig long enough, at the bottom of that, you're going to find a lie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the whole thing that we're looking for here. That's what we want to do. Anything that keeps you from digging deep, whether that be guilt, it be shame, it be fear, if it's uh, 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 you know this, this mystery attitude, this uh, uh, this just a malaise, a you know a sense of uh, um, tiredness, and all those things, which again can be physical. Any of those things that keep you from digging down and figuring out what that lie is, and bringing that lie out into the light, and calling it a lie, and claiming it as a lie, and asking the Lord, take this lie out of my brain. Don't let me believe it. Don't that at that point we're taking thoughts captive. At that point we're moving forward. So uh, you know, let's let's make sure we kind of get these things in the right order. Jed, one more thing. Just to build it on exactly what Glenn is talking about, um, that fearlessness, that uh, fearlessness, that determination. Uh, I encourage you to to turn that on situations in your life as well. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I struggled with depression a lot, a lot, a lot. And when I was in college, I, I went to a very academically um, uh, challenging school, and, and I studied uh, uh, engineering, and and I hated it. I mean, just with every fiber of my being, it, you know, it's kind of a thing in my family. That's what they wanted me to do, and, and they kind of talked me into it. And um, uh, um, 
what I should have done, which I didn't have the the wherewithal or, or the knowledge to do at the time, but what I should have done is just gotten the heck out of that program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, you know, I, I if you knew me when I was in high school, I was the kid with long hair who played drums and wrote poetry. Um, and right. and you know, uh, here I was in in you know super high power engineering program, which I had the smarts to do. I just hated it. Right, I mean, it right. was just you know, it was you know nails on a chalkboard all day every day. Well, the thing is, um, you don't have to persist in crappy situations. Right. Um, you know, maybe that's a job situation for you. Maybe that's a school situation. Maybe that's a relationship thing. Uh, maybe you've got relationships in your life, maybe with family or, or romantic relationship that's driving you crazy. It's yeah. okay to say, you know what, we're doing something else now. Yeah. I've had enough. Um, yeah. We're we're because this is the thing. A lot of what you know you hear us talking about is how to manage you know the, the you know the symptoms of of depression and whatnot. But if you've got something that's driving you crazy, we need to get it to where it's not driving you crazy anymore. Yeah. Um, and and that as Glenn is saying, that comes down to assertiveness. That comes down to boldness and being aware that you're worth it. That you deserve to be happy. You deserve to not be depressed. And if other people aren't going to like what it takes to do that, so be it. Um, if that means telling other people no on, you know, well, I want to be able to misbehave all the time. No, you're not doing that with me anymore. That's, that is good and godly. Yeah. Um, and, and you need to feel that freedom to make those changes in your life. Amen. Absolutely. One final point on this. Um, Glenn, and Glenn and Jed have both touched on it and lead it a little bit as well. I like the idea of, you know, um, there, all these thoughts come from somewhere. So I think that when you think of, when you picture in your mind taking a thought captive, Think about actually grabbing it by the collar and finding out. You know, those of us who work up here in Chicago have dealt with the criminal justice system a little bit. And uh, when they not when they when the CPD arrests someone on street level for uh, buying or selling narcotics, they're not interested in putting that person in jail. They want them to turn on whoever yeah. dealt it so they can get to a supplier, so they can get to a drug cartel. Yeah. Same thing with, you know, do you think about whatever sense you hear captive in like a POW, they want information. When that's, that's one of the weirder things about depression, as Jed said, we've all dealt with it, and I know I have, and suicidal thoughts as well. It's when that thought comes screaming into your head that you don't know where it came from. <laughs> that's yeah. God that says, by the way, you know how you never do anything right, and you should probably just jump off that balcony because that'd make everybody's life a lot easier? You have that moment of, well, maybe he has a point. Yeah. So you grab it by the collar, and where did that come from? And I think, as Glenn's right, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find a a fundamental lie about something you yeah. know is true that you're not believing that God loves you and has a plan for you. That's suicide to a T is believing that there's nothing more to go on. So that, and that may have a physical component as we talked about as well, but think about, you know, grabbing that thing by the collar and asking what the heck, man. So yeah. physically take it captive. All right. Absolutely. We're going to move on to our last question right here. This came in anonymously to our Tumblr box. It says, I have depression, and it's been kicking my butt lately. I don't know what to do right now. It's not going away, and life sucks, and I just can't stop it. Any tips? Glenn, can you start us off? Yeah, depression, uh, uh, and if, if I, in, in a moment I'm going to speak about it. If it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, uh, go ahead and do the math on how that works. Uh, depression is one of those things that uh, I think uh, at one time or another where people are cool enough to admit it or not, uh, just about all of us have dealt with uh-huh. uh, a certain amount of it. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, here's the thing to me about depression that I think people who haven't understood it or haven't dealt with it uh, enough miss is that the thing about depression is it's a downward spiral. Okay. okay. Yeah. Everything about depression leads to more depression that's right half of what you try to do to fix depression that doesn't work leads to more depression yeah 
the, everything about depression is it wants to go down from where you are. Everything is a is a cycle, uh, and, and it 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 adds up or ends up in more depression. It's like a a mechanism that's designed to just go down at every turn. So the first thing I think is recognizing that that's what you're dealing with. That uh, uh, the the term that I would I would put in your brain is a campaign to have a mentality of this is a full-on long-term campaign to dig out from underneath and initially what we're really trying to do is stop the downward spiral if we can get to a break-even point for heaven's sake uh, that that's major progress if we can just stop the out of control nature of that and exercise the level of control and then slowly be begin to reverse that 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 downward trend, that downward spiral, and begin to dig out from underneath. That that's that's the goal that we're shooting for. But that's inch by inch by inch. You mm-hmm. don't. Uh, it's not like you do a thing and you wake up tomorrow and you're not depressed. That's not how that exists. Uh, it's it's uh, people who are in recovery from addiction say. Uh, one day at a time. Yeah. They're they're applying a solution every single day. Uh, what you're what you're looking to do is uh, uh, initially is to stop that downward spiral, to stop the bleeding, to get a hold of it, and begin this campaign. We're gonna we're gonna have a relentless all out, and this it needs to involve other people that are close to you. If you have a spouse, if you have, if you're living uh, with the roommates or whatever, uh, everything about your life needs to be acclimated uh, towards that. And and that means uh, revising that as you go, because you don't know how to get out of your depression. I can tell you how I got out of mine, but that's not going to do anything for you. You have to figure out what those things are. That might be hobbies. That might relate to uh, quiet time. That might relate relate to prayer time. It might relate to having worship time, just having a worship CD that's going and you're singing to it. It, it, who knows and there's a hundred things that we can try we need to try all hundred of them wow. in the process okay. of this campaign we are going to throw everything we've got at this thing we're going to try everything and we're going to learn as we go it's going to take a good long healthy period of time before we figure that out uh but um uh, the the key is the relentlessness of that and to not tire in the effort because depression will get you tired and it will get you that's the downward spiral part of that is you say i'm tired of fighting the depression so i guess i'll just be what depressed so you you know you can't you can't tire in the effort one last little thing i'll tack on that is that uh, the part of the problem is uh and i've gotten this from other people who've asked me questions about it, with depression, when you're dealing with it, you end up focusing on you, yes. which you kind of don't want to do because uh, you already feel like you're already self-obsessed. But the thing is to think of your depression in terms of how it will allow you to do stuff for others, How that have a goal that's outside of yourself with that. When I deal with, if even if it's just a bad mood, and I'm not trying to compare a bad mood to depression, you understand, but e- even if it's that small of a thing that I'm dealing with, I'm recognizing if I get out of this funk and I do a good job of that, then that's going to allow me to do better ministry when I get to my work day. Uh, if I'm in a day off, I need to kick butt on my day off so that I have... Uh, what I need for that uh, work day where I'm going to be engaged. So it's it's about recognizing that it isn't actually about you. It's about what you're, uh, what you you know, fulfilling the things that the Lord's called you to, and that the fact that 
everybody around you will benefit uh, as part of this campaign. So it gives you that permission to 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 focus and and put all that uh, where it needs to be. Absolutely, Jed. Yeah, real real quick. Um, I agree with everything Glenn said. Being depressed is like being a prisoner of war. Um, and the reason I say that is that you're being lied to all day, every day. Um, you're being lied to so much in your own head that at a certain point you can't tell what's true and what's a lie anymore. Right. Uh, and that's what one of the things that they do when they have prisoners of war is they just lie to them. It's right. just it's just every day they make stuff up and say they're mm-hmm. coming for you they're not coming for you the war's over the war's not over for long you don't know what's true what's a fiction and you're just a mess well right. depression does the same thing um, I have gone through seasons of significant depression in my life they sucked I'm sorry that you're struggling with this today one of the things that we need to be able to do is anchor ourselves on things that are true mm-hmm. whether we feel they are true or not right. See, that's the goal of people who are engaged in psychological warfare, you know, in, in a wartime setting, is they're trying to kill all sense of what's real and what's mm. factual and what's mm. true. Right. And part of, and so you know what POWs do to fight back against that? They do simple things like marking every day on a piece of wood so mm. they know what day it is. You, right. you wouldn't think that would make a difference. It actually does. If you stop knowing what day it is, it will severely mess with your head, right. right? Well, it's a similar thing here. We need to know what's real and what's true no matter what, and we need to discipline ourselves to act according to those things no matter how we feel on a given day. Mm -hmm. I'll give you some examples of that. One of the truths that is, I promise, true and essential and you must cling to no matter how you feel is this depression will lift. Right. Right. This will go away. This is this is not the final word in your life. In, right. in fact, the truth, if you've struggled with depression before, you know this to be ca- the case. Even if you make no changes, this depression is going to lift at some point. Right. No, it's going to come back later if we're not making any changes, but it, it's going to lift at some point. Right. The, the way that we feel it's like today— being sick for so long you can't remember what it's like to feel well. That's exactly what right. I'm talking about. Right. This is going to, to lift at some point. That's going to occur, and that is essential. We must cling to that no ma- as an act of will, as an act mm-hmm. of discipline. This is true no matter how I feel about it. The next thing is there are things to be done about my situation. That is a truth we must decide as an act of will, as an act of discipline, to cling to no matter what. Because what you and I, person who asked this question, what we both know is one of the key lies that depression whispers in your ear is, it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. None of this is going to make any difference. You're just fooling yourself. It's always going to be just like this. Right. And we have to cling as a matter of will. We have to cling to the fact that there, there is a way forward. There are things that we can do that will make a change. Maybe we don't know what those things are, but we have to cling as an act of will to the idea that those things exist and we can find out what they are. Amen. Okay, Here's what that means. What it means is... We need to go and get some wisdom from people who have been through this stuff before, right. who know the terrain, and then we need to choose to act on that wisdom whether we feel yeah. like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not depressed, you're used to going to people and saying, I got the situation, what do you think about it? And they say, ah, maybe this, maybe this, and you kind of you judge it based on your emotions. Well, this sounds about right. That doesn't sound as right. And, so, and, and that's the way you're used to living. That's the way everybody lives. When you're depressed, you're trying to do the same thing except your barometer's broken. Right. So mm-hmm. you go to a person and you say, you know, here's my situation, what do you think? And they say, well, here are the four things I would take a look at and act on. You go, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. None of that. None of that sounds right. Right. If you go by your emotions in this moment, nothing will sound like a solution. 
Right. Nothing will sound like a possibility. The only thing that will sound good is putting on sweatpants and being in bed watching Jerry Springer reruns for the next 12 hours. Right. That's it. That's right. the only thing that will sound good. So it's about deciding as, again, as an act of will, not as an emotional thing and not exactly as a spiritual thing, but as an act of will. This will lift. This depression will lift. There are things I can do about it. I may not know what they are. I'm going to go find a person who can help me figure out what they are, and I am going to act on what they tell me. Mm-hmm. My emotions do not get a vote. In this situation, there are things that I can do. This person can instruct me in what those are. I am choosing to commit myself to acting on those things as part of a way forward. If you do that, Darlan, I'm sorry that you're at where you're at today, but if you'll do what we're describing here, you will start to see some progress. And don't let this be the last time you ask us about this. Yeah. All of us want to hear from you, whether it's with the podcast or, or email or whatever. Hit us back. Let us know how you're doing and how we can help. It's a great point. Lee, close us out. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think. You know, first of all, I'm I'm super sorry that this is going down, and we all feel that way. We're we're super sorry Amen. that this is where where you are. Um, sometimes, uh, and sometimes you need you just need to hear somebody say this. Sometimes there's not a great answer, and 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 a person who loves Jesus and who cares about you just needs to say, "I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. I I I, uh, I." I, I wish I I wish I knew exactly what to tell you. One thing I one thing I will say in this. I mean, you know, the best possible thing in some situations would just be to have somebody uh, who says, "I'm sorry, I don't know the answers, but I'd love to just hang with you. I'd love mm-hmm. to hang out with you and be around there for you." And I hope you have a person like that. One thing I will say, and I love just the the stuff that Glenn and Jed are both bringing into this. Um, the fact that there are actionable things that you can do does not mean that this depression is your fault. Amen. Amen. And you need to make sure that you take that to the bank. Uh, you know, the, that there are actionable steps. There are things to do. Uh, actually, Matt uh, wrote about this question on, on his blog, and um, he had some great stuff that he was saying on there just about how, you know, kind of... Uh, from experience, he's saying, you know, that I know that when I'm in a low state, whatever I feel like I should do, I just do the opposite. That's one of my tactics. I just do the opposite. Go do the thing. That's the opposite. And so there are actionable steps. There, you know, this right now, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something for somebody else, or I'm going to blah blah blah. Whatever that is, that doesn't mean that this thing is your fault. And yeah. uh, and, right. and and it could be that we've talked about this before. It could just be uh, you just have a chemical. Situation that needs to be addressed, right. Right. you know, and and uh, and maybe you've gone to a doctor and you've gotten on some stuff. Well, sometimes those things need to be refined. They need to be changed. We need to find the right recipe. We need to figure out what's going on with your brain, with your state, with your hormones, with your with, with everything. So we need to figure we need to figure that out and keep trying. Don't don't think that it, you know if I start this process, I'm going to immediately get to the right answer. And if I don't, then I'm just too screwed up to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not the way this goes. This is like these guys are saying, and I love that Jed said, please don't let this be the last time you ask us about it because this is going to be a road that you're walking on. And yeah. you're going to have periods of undulation. And what that means is you're going to have peaks and you're going to have troughs. You're mm-hmm. going to have times that you feel up, times that you feel down. And uh, what we're talking about is making steps to kind of uh, to to uh, reduce those troughs and to re- reduce kind of the amplitude of those uh, of the of those ups.
ups and downs. We, we want we want to help you kind of get that stuff figured out. But this this thing is not your fault. And I, and I want to echo one more time what Jed said earlier in his answer, which is, and you need to understand this, and you need to ask the Lord to help you by His Holy Spirit to understand this, that this is not the end of your story. Amen. That this Amen. is not the end. Um, the, the end of all of our stories is that... That, 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 that James, in his book, in his letter, the, the book of James says that our life is a mist, and then we are going to be in home, at home in heaven forever and ever. We, this, this life, it's going like, to be like a blink in time, and we're going to be home with our Father forever and ever and ever, and we're going to find out that all these things were light and momentary troubles compared to what the Lord has for us. But we love you, and we're praying for you, and, uh, and even though that sometimes there's no answers, just know that, that we, uh, we know where you're coming from, and, and we're glad that you wrote in. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get out of here. We've run a little long. We hope you don't mind. We know you don't. You know why? Because it's free. It really <laughs> costs you anything. So if you have a question for us, say that podcast at gmail.com, thebridgechicago.tumblr.com. Real quick, got a few folks who wrote us some very nice emails or Tumblr messages this week we want to thank. Maggie, Rachel, Christy, Matthew, Ooh. Bethany, Ooh. the guitarist, which may be the best Tumblr name we've come across <laughs> yes. now. All right, just remember, we love you. God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. Molstein! Molstein!